Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Water is water is water is water, right? There's no difference. Maybe. I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And we're excited to welcome you to another episode of Life's Inside Track, where we share techniques, thoughts, and tools that we all need, we all deserve, you, I, everyone, to turn our house into a home where our families thrive and we live the best life possible. So what you're saying is maybe water's not really all created equal? Like water's not water is water? Uh, nope. And what we're going to learn in this episode is how water isn't actually all created equal and what type of water you might want to be drinking and even how much water would be wise to drink. Mm. Isn't water like H2O? The, f- the chemical formula would be the same, Ken. That was well done. I can remember H2O. There's not <laughs> from, many. From our high school from chemistry. From high school chemistry class. Nice. Yeah. So we have water, but it's not what, water itself is water. Right. The problem is what's in the water. Right. And what's there's dissolved. A, right. And there's a lot of controversy disagreement even Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you sit on this side or on this side of the fence but when it comes to water there's two core rules of thought and then there's many others we could argue about water all day long Mm -hmm. if we really wanted to when we're not going to (laughs) so the two big things is chlorinated water good for you or is chlorinated water bad for you well yes and yes I think chlorinated water is bad for you, and yet it's good for you. It's better than having contaminated bacterial water. Right. Right? But is chlorinated water better than plain water that has no bacteria or contaminants in it? I don't think so. Not for a heartbeat. Because if you go into the laundry room and pull out the jug of chlorine, what's it say on there? Don't consume. Dangerous. Danger, danger. Yeah, it's got a poison sign on it. So is a little bit of poison not poison? And it accumulates, right? So if we're drinking city water the way that it's made healthy, bacteria-free, so isn't that an oxymoron? I just said the way it's made healthy, and now we're saying it's got poison in it. Yeah. (laughs) And the government tells you it's safe because it's at a certain limit, right? But now you add showering. If you shower in chlorinated water, then your skin absorbs chlorine. And you're breathing the steam from your shower or your bath. And so now your lungs are absorbing chlorine. And then maybe you're an avid swimmer. And where is high levels of chlorine? In a pool. Or a hot tub. Ooh, hot tubs even more than pools. And what happens when you get into hot water? All your pores expand wide open to take in. Right. So why are we talking about this? Because I'm getting depressed just talking about (laughs) it. Never mind how you might be feeling. 
Because there's some simple things to do. Simple, simple things you can do. Like if you live in the city and you have chlorinated water, then you don't need to move to the country to get well water. Although if you want to, we can facilitate that. Yeah, we can make that happen. (laughs) Yes. But what's really going to happen is you can filter it out very easily. Right. Activated charcoal filters will take like 95% of the chlorine out of the water. So even your little, you know, this, the Brita filter. Yeah. Are we getting paid to say their name no, Brita? No, but I'm saying okay. it anyway because okay, so, we've always had them. Okay. So you got the little Brita filter and you just pour some water in the top reservoir and it seeps through the char- activated charcoal filter. And now you've got a little fresher. Most restaurants will have a, a filter so that their food and their coffee and their beverages taste better and their water tastes better. Um, What about reverse osmosis? That's another option too, right? So you can reduce the chlorine while you're getting rid of the chlorine and everything else. Yeah, reverse osmosis is really, there's a filtering stage and there's a membrane stage that forces the water through the membrane and it stops a lot of the dissolved minerals, all kinds of things. From getting through, I don't, I don't even pretend to understand how it works. Right, but I know it comes out tasteless. <laughs> like you know, you get that little spigot that's beside your sink. You push the button, the water comes out. You taste it, and it's plain. It's plain. Right. It doesn't have a taste. Yeah, which is great. So I'm still stuck on the part that my skin is absorbing it. Yeah. If I live in the city. And I guess the what I'm getting from this is it's a matter of reducing. We're not likely going to be able to eliminate. No, they do have filters for shower heads. That's true. But I'm not sure how you pressure would be going through a carbon filter before it comes out. I don't know exactly how that works, yeah. uh, but they do have them. And really, it's I think it's again quantity, right? Like any yeah. too much of anything. The accumulation is what's going to get you. Yeah. Get you, get you. Get you good. Yeah. So, so it's got to be, if you can eliminate one thing, like some people will have bottled water. They right. won't drink the city water. Okay, but now I have a concern about bottled water because especially if it gets warm or it's been warm or any time, can plastic not leach? Mm, or frozen? Into, or you freeze it in the bottle? Freeze it in the bottle. I've done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so does it not leach? Apparently, yes, but apparently that's not unsafe either, depending on who you're speaking to, right? Because how would it be if, you know, my real, real healthy enthusiasts, they have their spring water in a mason jar, glass jar, so that nothing leaches. Right. So I think it's just an awareness. This, this, topic of water is really just an awareness. This is not a scare tactic. You can search on the internet. There's lots of research studies on what water is safe to drink. Well water, a lot of people are really scared of well water because you don't necessarily know what's in it. Well, that's the thing. Like people say to me, well, I'm, you mean it's not on city sewer and city water? Then I don't want to, I don't want to drink water out of the ground. And then I asked them, have you ever drank spring water out of a bottle? Yeah, all the time. It's great. That's well water. (laughs) Sometimes spring water comes up 
naturally. It might be an artesian well where it bubbles up. But most of the time, there's a well and they pump it up and they call it spring water. Right. So how much of this water do we want to drink? Now I'm scared to drink any of it. (laughs) And yet I know if I'm not hydrated, then or if you're not hydrated, because there was a time I walked around with little hydration. So drinking enough water, get as healthy as you can get and drink the number of, they say eight glasses, but I have a different formula for you. You can stick with the eight glasses if you want, or you can stick with Yetis formula. Yetis, which I've learned over the years, is simply your weight divided by two and that number of ounces. So, And that's in pounds, not kilos. Right. That would be the better trick. So if you're 160 pounds, that's 80 ounces. That's 10 glasses of water. And then if you're going to exercise or you're going to drink coffee or alcohol, anything that will dehydrate you, you need to double up, not times 20, but if one cup of water for mm. an extra cup of water for every cup of coffee. So just increasing so that you are hydrated because if you're drinking water you will have a easier time doing everything including thinking yeah and you'll know where the bathrooms are (laughs) (laughs) although that settles down after a while there is a slovenian did i say that right so so, uh, slovenian so vlakian so vlakian okay proverb pure water is the world's first and foremost, medicine. Food is fuel and medicine for your body. We've created for you free access to over 423 episodes of insider tips, making house home, and even health tips so that you can get access to them from home, on the road, or even at the office. Are you putting the right fuel in your body? Hmm. You know, what you're going to learn in this episode is food is fuel. Just like a car needs to run on high octane, our bodies need to run on great fuel, great food. And when it doesn't, it kind of goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it just doesn't work that well anymore. (laughs) Well, that's a great analogy, actually, because when you think of, you mentioned high octane fuel, right? Yeah. if the engine isn't high compression, it doesn't need high octane. It right. will run on regular fuel. But if you put high octane fuel in it, some people think it runs better. It doesn't. It doesn't. It runs, it runs the same. But if you put diesel in your gasoline engine, it's going to run really, really poorly. Or if you ping, put gas. Ping, ping, Not just ping, ping. It's going to die. <laughs> if you put gas in your diesel engine, you'll blow up your diesel engine. So the point is the right fuel for your body. So if you want a high-octane life, you'd better put high-octane fuel in. Yeah, so let's talk about fuel. Let's talk about, yes, absolutely. Okay. Do you need some more acknowledgement? Yes. I think that's very wise of you. That was an awesome comment. Before we started (laughs) recording, we had a conversation that we were going to get controversial. So I was just waiting for the moment when the controversy was going to begin. Because food is a controversial conversation. Yes. Because what tastes good isn't always good for us. But then the conversation is, if I I get a couple of extra years of life, but I don't enjoy any of the food I eat, was the the time really worth it? 
I've had people say that to me (laughs) and you would say yes. So where's the (laughs) harmony in food that serves us versus food that doesn't? That's why food's so controversial. Yeah. And I think a lot of it's nutritional issues and, and, you know, Mm. we take our vitamins, but we also attempt to eat healthy so that we get our vitamins through our natural foods because the body can absorb it much easier than trying to absorb a pill. And there's a doctor in the United States that we were at a, at a conference with, and she said that mm-hmm. Americans are overfed mm-hmm. and undernourished. Yeah, because not all calories are created equal, both in flavor <laughs> and in the good that they are for you. So what about the calories in broccoli? Well, there are virtually no calories in broccoli. So I can eat as much as I want? Pretty much. Which is awesome because it's good for you. Right. What about the calories in one of my favorite things, cotton candy? Well, it's that depends. Cotton, is it, it is it apple flavor? <laughs> yeah, it's apple flavor. Apple flavor cotton candy. That's a zero. <laughs> Those calories are all bad. Right, which we know. So I think this conversation that we're having today, a lot of this you already know. And most of the time, all we need is some reminders of staying on track with what actually is healthy for us. Now, I'm a snacker. No, really? I love snacking. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It's usually mindless snacking. I don't know about you, but when I get in front of a TV and I'm watching a movie. And the bigger the screen, the worse it seems. Well, yeah. If we go to the movie theater, I get the giant box of popcorn, especially if it has free refills, because I can eat two of those. And I (laughs) I just feel wretched when I come out. But it's like... I'm on autopilot, like, oh, it's getting exciting. I just eat faster. And so <laughs> I know. And I do the same thing with driving. Like we we have a, a you know, Chicago mix. Well, they came in little bags, but then when you go to Costco, Chicago mix comes in a big bag. Chicago mix is cheese popcorn and caramel cop- popcorn mixed together if you haven't already found that poison in the store. Yeah. And we 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 fondly call it crack because it's addictive. And I went to drive to Toronto for a meeting one time and I was by myself. So I brought a bag of Chicago mix with me, a big family size bag. A kilo bag. Let's be real. And, And you know what? When you're driving, you just throw one piece in, throw a couple more pieces in. And when I got to Toronto, it was gone. Gone. So, so maybe you are more controlled. Maybe you have a little more self-discipline. And because not all calories are created equal, there are some things that you can eat more of, even things that perceivably or do have more calories, such as nuts and seeds. Ah, thank you. Because that's what I do now, is Yetta will go, is this an advertisement for Costco? We shop at Costco a fair bit. We went to Costco and we buy all the raw nuts and seeds, as many as we can. Some of them are roasted, but most are raw. Cashews, roasted pistachios. Come on. Oh, it's just making me hungry just thinking of them all. And then we would we'd throw them in this giant bowl, mix them all up. Sometimes you'll throw some raisins in or some kind of goji dates berries. or goji berries. Mm-hmm. Superfood goji berry. And then we'll 
portion it into bags and I take them to work. I leave them in the car. I have them all over because nuts and seeds, they, I mean, they don't really like the heat of the car too much, but they, they carry well. Like even in the winter, you can eat them cold. And what's happening is now I'm munching. I'm still munching. I'm still getting the different flavors, which is great. But the calories are good. They're healthy. There's lots of fiber. And wait for it, wait for it. Calories are not equal. You don't actually absorb all the calories in nuts because you flush a lot of it through. Because it's fiber. Yes. And right. so it's fun to chew. It takes care of that the munchiness. And what you know? about fat absorption? Because fat, I think a lot of us, and me included, there was a time I believed if I ate a lot of fat, I will go and get heavy. I was yeah. going to put on the weight. Fat does not make you fat. Okay, How, you period. yelled at me. Yes, fat does not make you fat. That's the lie that we've been told. And so they take the fat out of things, which is what sedates your hunger. It's slow to process. It adds the flavor. So what do they got to do? They got to put sugar in. They got to put all kinds of things in salt to make it flavorful. Mm. And you're eating sugar and carbohydrates that absorb quickly. Mm. You get an insulin rush because you got too much sugar in your body. The insulin comes and what's it do? It's got to get rid of the sugar that's in your, in your bloodstream, stores it as fat. So you get heavier by eating non-fat food. Yes. Unless it's things like grapes. Grapes have sugar in them, but they're, they're a natural sugar. Right. Now, a real grape wash, so you get all the chemicals off of or it. Or by organic. Yeah, is better than a, a raisin because a raisin is now concentrated sugar. I know. Dried fruit's not that good mm. for you, although I do like it some. So the the moral of the story is... <laughs> is there a moral? There is a moral to the story. Nice. And Mama Yetta says there is a moral to every story. And the moral to this story is enjoy food because food, we need it anyway to sustain us. I certainly don't live to eat i eat to live for sure ken would be more the opposite and i yet, go back and forth you do and yet the moral of the story is choose some foods that you can perceive as treats see i said the word perceive because we call things bad for us usually treats and yet how is that treat so find good food and turn them into your treats mm. and read the label Read yeah. the label on the products you're buying to mm. eat. And even better yet, buy products that don't have labels. There's no label on that avocado. There's no label on that apple. If no it's pure food, the if there's pure food, there's no label. Fasting and cleansing, cleansing and fasting. Are they the same thing? We've enjoyed for over 30 years helping people. Not only selling and buying and investing in real estate, but helping people build their wealth, build their relationships, build their finances, build their fun in life, helping people build their faith. And it's been a joy, has it not, Yetta? It's been a joy until we get talking about topics that are a stretch. Today, the stretch is fasting. You're going to take away my food. So is cleansing and fasting good for you? 
Well, I guess the question is why fast and are there different types of fasts? Well, of course there are, just like there's different types of cleansing, but I still think it means taking away my food. Yeah. Could you fast from something else? Oh, you could. I could fast. I've helped you fast from movies once or twice. Yeah. You fasted from buying clothing for 13 months. Yeah, I did. And what was amazing when... So fasting works with anything. And the thing that I found most amazing, and maybe you have found this too, that once you fast from something, it actually takes away cravings. Cravings over time dissipate. So that is one of the benefits to fasting or cleansing or taking even a fast from shopping. What ended up happening for me is I was an avid shopper prior to that. And then in 2012, I felt convicted that we didn't need clothing. We didn't need to build in an extra We didn't extra need day. any clothing? We didn't need, we already had closet <laughs> I guess that sounded pretty bad. Anyway, we had a closet full of clothing. I don't always think about what comes out of my yeah, mouth. Yeah, we live in Canada. We need clothing. Right. We had plenty. And yet we were building in days when we would go on holiday or when we would go on a business trip, we'd build in a half a day so we could go find the best business clothes or the best outfit for recording when we were away. And all of a sudden I felt convicted I was supposed to take a pause, a fast from clothing. And so I did. And I was successful in the fast. <laughs> what happened at the end when it was over, I found that I had a disdain for shopping. All of a sudden that first time I went out, like it was traumatic for me. Yeah, it was awful. You detoxed from I, shopping. Right. And so that's the very point of a cleanse or a fast is to let your body breathe, take a break, take a rest, get rid of the toxins that maybe have built up, maybe get rid of what is sitting inside your body and your bowels and all of that. <laughs> It's kind of gross, but give your body a break, a rest. And so it worked for clothing. So I suspect it will work for food. Yeah, I don't recommend a 13-month fast from food. Though. No, don't do it. Because <laughs> probably, no, don't do it. You're not so going to make it. the length of fast actually has, a, has an impact on our bodies as well. Yeah. And, you know, one of the initial uh, purposes of fasting was to fast and pray, right? Yes. To, a prayer time. And so instead of spending the time eating and um, preparing, preparing food. food, you would spend time with God or in meditation. And that's still and so a, that, a very powerful. Oh, that never goes away. That's a beautiful thing. Right. It's it a really principle. It's, it doesn't disappear. But there's also become a lot of different fasting for health. Right. And what we found in the medical fields is, your, your not that digestive you're in the medical field. No, no, I'm not. I just, <laughs> but this is from reading I journals. Just, I just read books. Like papers but and books. Your, your digestive system likes to have a break. A rest. So sometimes we've done green soup breaks where it's just, you know, you boil up broccoli. broccoli. Beans, mm. a bit of cayenne pepper. Like green beans, not green beans. Not legumes. No, no, green beans. Yeah. Healthy veggies. That well, don't legumes have... are healthy too, but they have so much fiber. Right. We're talking about giving your digestive system a break. Right. 
So you're cooking up stuff that's very, very easy to digest, very easy to absorb minerals from. Right. Some people use a bone broth yeah. as an easy way of doing it. So those type of fasts, mm -hmm. and they can last a day or two, right? There, there's a trend of even 10-day fasts. I have lots of family members that go for the 10-day cleanse or fast and just live on cayenne and maple syrup and lemon juice, I think is one. Wow. And the challenge with that is simply consult your doctor first. We're going to go to the punchline right now. With anything over probably two days, consult a professional. Because the last thing you want, it does play havoc in your body when you take away food for extended periods of time. Of course, be drinking lots of water. Good in water. In a previous part, yeah, good <laughs> water, which you've heard us talk about in a previous section of Life's Inside Track. Drink lots of good water. Stay hydrated for sure, even, especially, not even, especially during a fast or a break from food. Yeah, or a cleanse fast where you're, where you're purposely drinking something that actually eliminates toxins out of the bodies you need a lot of water to flush those out and so yeah i'm with you at a like a day to two day fast is good for me longer than that i'm not sure i think it messes with your metabolism because your body is designed to use up the stores that it has and if you go too long it starts slowing down your metabolism and I think that's why the intermittent fasting is so popular now for, for releasing weight. Is people will, you know, not eat after 6 p.m. at night. And then in the morning, they wait till noon or 1 before they break their fast. Like breakfast is actually break the fast. Right. And so they delay that. So it's called intermittent fasting as opposed to a long fast. And it's amazing how the addictions or the cravings i don't know that i want to call them addicted to sugar but oh yeah maybe yeah uh, i'm right. i'm addicted i was i was addicted to sugar and i can tell you how much i was do you remember a little while back i went on a different eating regime where i cut out all sugars all carbohydrates except for like 24 carbohydrates a day yeah, and I'm, we're not recommending this. Like this, uh, even when Ken chose to do it, even though it was <laughs> with the support of a professional, it wasn't just random willy-nilly. I still said, I'm not signing up for that one. So be, think it through. Yeah, and day two, yeah. in the middle of the day, yeah. I got a wicked headache, nausea, because my body was going, where's the sugar? Where's the sugar? My brain's used to running on sugar, mm -hmm. and my body wasn't used to producing its own sugar for the brain. It was used to me just ingesting it and going through the bloodstream. And, you know, you might say, well, I don't eat a lot of sugar. Well, what about white bread? White bread is worse than sugar. Like, French loaf converts to sugar faster than a tablespoon of sugar does. It starts going, that's why it tastes sweet in your mouth. It starts being absorbed as sugar. Right. So I bet you already know all this stuff. And yet, once again, we're on Maybe. to reminders. I'm on my soapbox. He's on a soapbox. 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 <laughs> once again, it's just, Mama Yetta says, reminders can cause us to make a different choice. We become unaware 
often. I become aware, unaware often of what I'm actually popping into my mouth. So simply stepping into an awareness will shift often the behavior. Mm. Mark Twain coined this phrase. He said, a little starvation can really do more for the average sick man than can the best medicine and the best doctors. I'm not sure how much truth is that, but Mark Twain said it. We're honored to be your advocates on the journey of real estate and life exponential. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.